Cameras. Camera. Action. It's the KSL Movie Show. The natives in the Amazon worship them like a god. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales. The week's big movie review, movie news, trivia, games, and prizes. All on the KSL Movie Show. Here's Doug Wright. This is a man, a handsome, muscular man. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to the Movie Show at KSL News Radio, where it sounds like medical today. And we have a plethora of treats here. I mean, everybody's taking care of us. Paulette from KSL took care of us. Yep. Matt has taken care of us. Wow, we are in good shape. And you took care of me. Well, I mean, I, I've got a whole, like, 12-pack of Diet Coke here, and I I just automatically assumed, because, you know, Paulette's usually the treat fairy. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, is that, did Paulette buy me, you know, 8 million cans of Diet Coke? And it was you. Well, you've been so generous over the years. I mean, when we were at your house, you always had a a, a, a Coke for me, a quote-unquote Coke Zero. <laughs> that nasty Coke Zero stuff that I had to buy with a you know mask on before masks were cool. They look at you like, Doug, really? Is this what you... Yeah, you're, you're really drinking You're resorting this to this? Crap. Yeah. Well, speaking well, of thank that, you. I actually bought them one, a Coke Zero for them. Oh, you bought them one, too? Well, you know, they... I thought I was special. Well, you are special. <laughs> In every sense of the word. Okay, it is 9.08 here at KSL News Radio, and we probably ought to do... The movie show preview for a lot of reasons. First of all, to give so people, people know it's the start, warn them, <laughs> warn them what is coming, anticipate you know just on pins and needles what is coming, and because it's sponsored. Indeed, that might be the first reason. Okay, sponsored by our friends at Call Climate Services. Yes, it is the official opening preview of the movie show. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. Coming up on today's movie show, the big movie review. Isn't it nice to know, Stephen, that Michael Bay, in his old age, is now toning things down so much. You know, it's you could almost mistake this for Howard's End or a Merchant Ivory. <laughs> Merchant Ivory. My dinner with Andre. Yeah, or, you know, yeah, one of those, you know, thinking person movies where it's all about the dialogue. It's all about the proper but subtle staging. He has changed in one regard. He has told the actors, if you have an idea, throw it up. Before, if you went off Several people wanted to throw up in this movie because of all the action making them ill. Adremamine is going to, their stock's going through the roof. (laughs) That's right. But. He's actually okay. listening to the actor and saying, "Hey, if you have an idea, throw it up there. We might use it. We may not." Let's and put. Let's say, throw it out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Throw it out there. He's letting them be creative. Where before you you said the words exactly as he wrote right. them. Right. We're talking about ambulance, and uh, you know, thank heaven, you know, that we have discovered drones for Michael Bay to use. Oh, that is like. Wow. Giving a kid who's already a sh- on a sugar rush yep. an entire chocolate cake. And, you know, it's interesting because on, on I don't know where it was, but I, I've, I've seen it two or three times when I've been kind of perusing the various cable channels. And they've done little docus on that on that kid. I mean, he has the full goggle deal. I mean, it's, it's the VR yeah. goggles. Yeah. And he is just and he's flying that drone. You got to hand it to the kid. He's amazing. But, uh, wow. You know, I here's my prayer to Michael Bay. At some point, somewhere, (laughs) just hold the camera still. I know. Just for a moment. I know. Just so I know that. Remember when people in, uh, in, uh, uh, it was the Untouchables. And do you remember that scene where the camera's going round and round Al Capone while he's being shaved? And people are going, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, (laughs) that's what Michael Bay has for an appetizer. Yeah, that's just his warm-up act. Okay. I'm, I'm convinced that he has shock collars put on the nether regions of these poor cameramen <laughs> and, just and then turns it up to 11. That's and right. Said, now shoot the scene. Now do it. Okay, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is also coming up. There there are some rumblings out there, and this will be in uh, either movie news or yeah, movie news, that uh, this might be the last appearance from Jim Carrey. Unless. I have um, some unless. Ooh, unless. What, they offer him just more money? No, if he gets the right director and uh, oh, the right it's director. kind of a... To me, it, it, I said, hey, uh, April Fool's was last week, uh-huh. so, yeah. 
Waterman, this is a good movie. And you know when... This is the best movie. Yeah, when we first saw this in anticipation of some of the uh, events that were coming up, you know, the LDS Film Festival and things like that, where it it cleaned up. I mean, it got like the triple crown there. But anyway, uh, I mentioned to Isaac, who's the uh, director of this, that, uh, you know, he needed to come back. He's going to come back and uh, talk a little bit because it's officially in theaters today. Yes, if you have not seen Waterman, this is definitely one you're going to watch. Well, we were talking about it, you know, and I've seen three of the movies on our list, and at least for me, it's the best movie of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. By the way, Sonic is a bigger movie, but I I didn't think you had seen it. I did not. So I figured, well, let's go with Ambulance. All the Old Knives, I saw that too. That was kind of interesting. I actually like that movie. Kind of one of those old spy movies. This is like the second week Chris Pine has had a movie that's just kind of obscure and just under the radar. Big stuff. And Mothering Sunday, all those movies are coming up, and we'll give you the full review on Ambulance in just a couple of minutes. And let's see, what else have we got? We've already talked about the uh, interview we're going to be doing with the director of Waterman, which is opening in theaters right now. We do have fabulous prizes worth up to dollars oh. in telephone torture. And I think we have the three doors still because, you know, now the uh, kids' tickets are out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then I'm trying to remember what all else is on there, the traditional you know, movie show prize. Yeah. And then what was the other one? The other one's really cool, too. Well, it was, uh, it was, it was um, for... Um, I know, the, I've got it in the script uh, Fantastic Beast. But oh, the Fantastic... But is that already that's happened? Out. Yeah. I, so I'm, I think there's only two I'm doors. I'm not sure. Gustavo, you'll have to check with uh, Jeff Whipple and see if we're going to have two doors or three on that. Yeah, I could go back and look at the email. On look that. at the email. Yeah, I, I suppose I could do that, too. But that might show that there's some show prep going on, and that could ruin our reputation. Well, just the fact that we just mentioned that we haven't uh, suggests we haven't prepared. Oh, okay. Streaming news is also coming up. Uh, Deanne will be joining us with the uh, quirky picks of the week. And, of course, the infamous movie show Top Ten. And, by the way, when we do the interview with Isaac on Waterman, we have some Waterman swag for you as well. So a plethora. An original Duke. A, no. Uh, can you imagine an original surfboard? Duke surfboard? Those things were like 12 feet long and weighed a ton. Oh, I know. And when and this is an ongoing thread through that whole movie. They have an old guy working on, you know, one of those old traditional Almost religious surfboards. Oh, I mean, the way he's handcrafting that, the way he is hand playing He has that. to listen to the wood. Oh, yeah. It's kind of yeah, cool, a, actually. Boy, I'll bet, a, I'll bet you a surfboard like that, and especially if it had any tie to Duke at all, had to be worth a fortune. Yeah. Meanwhile. We're not going to get that. <clears throat> no, we're not going to get that, but we do have surfboard wax. Well, in case I, you have a surfboard. In case you have. By the way, is there a whale somewhere in, the, in Salt Lake? Did you hear that? What a missed opportunity. Have you heard about this? There's no. a whale comes out of the ground at a at a roundabout and it's a whale. Really? And I thought, how about make it a sandworm? Are you sure it's not a brine shrimp? shrimp? No, it had like colorful arms and Because the brine shrimp, you know, lakes. ate Salt Lake. You've seen Ooh, that'd the, be funny. The mo- yeah, brine shrimp climbing up the side of the Elgin. Yeah, we got temple. a whale popping out of the turnabout somewhere and I'd like to know the address so I can go see it. Okay, well, on that note, see, we cover everything here on the movie show, whales and roundabouts and the whole deal. Melissa is here with us from Sound Sleep Medical. It's fun to be back here, Melissa. Thank you for uh, the re-invite. And, boy, what a spread we have today, right? We've got drinks, we've got donuts, we've got kolaches, we've got got the whole deal. The Movie Show. I am wondering, why are you here? I'm looking for someone. Looking? Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, we need a little sound from the movie called Ambulance. Ah. Ah. <laughs> I need an extra man. I came to you for a loan. Look, have I ever gotten you anything that I couldn't get you out of? Stop! Get out! What do you want? I'm just gonna borrow it. I got a cop shot. I gotta get him to the hospital. I'm gonna need you to help us. Why don't you help us? We're doing hostages now. We're not crashing into this ambulance. We got a brother cop on board. Okay, Jake Gyllenhaal, and is it? Uh, I'm not sure if I got the name right here. Yeah, it's Yahya yeah. Abdul, Abdul Mateen the second. second. Yeah. Right. Will and Danny Sharp. Well, talk about brothers from another mother and another father. But it, it's almost godfatherish. We're seeing this almost a, a theme where, you know, we have this really tough family, this tough guy, you know, who's just bank robber, everything else. 
but his son befriends this, you know, uh, black kid, and they bring him into the family. Yeah. And, I mean, family. Yeah, and he thing. considers him a brother, even though, you know, they look Absolutely. at him. Absolutely. Yeah, when he refers to him as a brother, they go, oh, yeah, right. And he goes, no. I mean, and, and you find out how seriously he takes that yeah. later on in the movie. Anyway, the uh, the, the brother, he's he's been a war hero, everything else. He's home. And, you know, here he is. He served the country and the whole thing, but his wife needs an operation. There's something serious going on. It's never really crystal clear what that is. But he's on the phone with the insurance companies over and over and over, and they just keep blowing him off. And he is so frustrated. And so finally he's desperate enough that he is willing to go and talk to his brother, Danny Sharp. That's Jake Gyllenhaal. Against his wife's advice. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, she says, you're not going to see Danny. And he goes, no, I'm not. Well, he's lying. He's lying. So anyway, he goes there, and Danny just sets him up. But you can tell he's not using him as a patsy. He just says this is going to be a simple job. They're going to go. They're going to knock over a bank, and, you know, it's all going to be peachy, and he's going to make all this money. Well, things don't exactly go that way. (laughs) And the bottom line is, you know, what was supposed to be a clean bank job, nobody gets hurt. Well, that doesn't happen. They end up hijacking a uh, an, an ambulance. Now we're already introduced to the ambulance team here. We have a young woman and a, a kind of a rookie guy, you know, who's driving the ambulance, and she is just cold as ice. She saves this little girl who was in a car accident, who was impaled on like a a fence, rod you know, iron, iron fence, where yeah. the point, like a spear, yeah, is sticking like, out. Oh, You're going, man. oh my goodness! And she's brilliant. She is so cool. She is so comforting. She seems so kind. But the way she copes with this is once it's done, it's done. It's over. I don't want to remember the kid. I don't want to visit the kid. No, nothing. Just here to do my job. I'm just just the facts, ma'am. Well, that's the ambulance they hijack. And the hijinks that goes on here, it just goes from bad to worse. By the way, there's a police officer in the back of the ambulance, kind of caused by them. Right, kind of caused by them, but, you know, because they're trying to get out. He is is shot, and, and he's shot twice. They think he's only shot once. And so they've, they think they've got it under control, but then they notice he's still bleeding. Where is he bleeding from? They take off the vest, and that, sure enough. The whole thing was so ridiculous. There's actually an operation that occurs. Oh, and but she's on the phone with the guy at the golf course. And, her ex. And her ex-boyfriend. Her ex-boyfriend. And Team so, of surgeons. Th- yeah, they're all playing. You know, So they're holding up the camera on the phone. He's walking her through. They've got their hands up to almost their elbows in this poor guy's guts. And they're driving like... Like and they're driving like insane. Anyway. It, that's where I checked out. But pretty soon, and then, as long as the cops know that there's a live cop on board, they're they're handling it a little gentler than they would otherwise. But then they think the guy's died, and oh, my goodness, that's when it goes off the rails, as if it's For not you, off that the rails was when already. You... <laughs> oh, man, yeah. When his spleen exploded, oh. I thought, oh, please. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this this is a movie that could have been a half hour shorter. Would have made it, in my estimation, so much better. And and the original movie, what what was it? A, not Swedish. What was it? It was Danish. Danish But movie. it was like two real brothers. Yeah. Mom's in trouble. They have to get money for a medical. So they rob a bank, and then they steal an ambulance, but it's out in the country. I know. They're driving around. It's almost silly. Can you imagine this in L.A., which is where we are? There, there's no way there's they'd be no moving way. anywhere. You couldn't get up to 15 miles an hour. And then they keep going, oh, we better get this taken care of before rush hour. <laughs> you go, are you kidding me? That's when what does... L.A. is all the time. Oh, you know, I'm coming uh, back from the uh, the Reagan and Library where are they once. going for an hour and a half oh, or two I know. hours? Like... Mid, mid-afternoon, the freeway is jam-packed. Anyway, this is insane. Michael Bay just off the charts. This is the longest car chase in the history of the world. Yeah, and if you want action, boy, you I came mean, to the right place. I mean, this is like a, oh, you know, I, I two and a half star movie for me. I, it just became ridiculous. I was just over there. I, we sat next to each other. I was over there just kind of snorkeling. <laughs> like, visit our, you know. Okay, now here's, this is going to sound weird. 
the acting in this film is top notch. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, except that Michael Bay goes, okay, let's do another take. This time, I want you to milk it I know. for all you could just ring it out. Yeah, really put something into it this yeah, time. I mean, yeah. you guys are great actors. Just go for it. Yeah. And I thought you've pushed them too far. Yeah. And. And the story, I mean, you think it's going to end, and it doesn't. It's like, It goes what? on and it, on. Shut up. Stop doing stuff. You had yeah. a great little story here. I mean, the original is such a tight 80 minutes was 80 the original minutes. movie. This is 132. If anybody saw Saturday Night Live, and we cannot recreate the song, <laughs> but they talk about the length of movies and how ridiculous it is, and they'll sing about, you know, this great movie, 73 minutes. This movie, which was terrible, 189 minutes. It's yeah, just, that oh, was actually crazy. pretty funny. It was very funny, except... Pete Davidson, uh, yeah. There's a word in there we can't use. So, what's your grade? B minus. B minus. Yeah. Sure, not going to go C plus. No, I actually, I mean, I kind of liked it, and I, I saw the original, and I thought, well... Okay. But my, it just gets Michael Bade. You know there's a term now. It's called Bayhem. Bade. Bayhem? Bayhem. Yeah. It's okay. Bayhem to death. Ambulance in a blender. So, uh, okay. All right, what's it rated? PG-13 or R? Uh, i remember. Oh, it's got to be R. It's got to be R with the language and stuff. R, 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 R. We're working on it. It is R. It is rated R. Theaters only. Theaters only right now. Okay. 931. Take your Dramamine. Yeah, right. Holtzman, come on. The hat is too much, right? Is it the wig or the hat? On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. All right, it's time for a little movie news. This is Lowell Thomas speaking, flashing to you the news of the world. We return now to the KSL News Reel. The biggest stories from the world of movies, cinema, and the star-studded glamour of Hollywood. Well, the Academy Board is still scrambling, trying to figure out exactly what to do, and considering that uh, that we have Will Smith, who actually did resign uh, his membership in the Academy. So, and that was one of the things. Well, they could basically boot him out of the academy. So now, but all that does is just he won't be able to vote. I know, but he could still win an Oscar. He right. could still be there to accept an Oscar. Seems like and everything that, else. That doesn't sound like punishment to just me. Just doesn't have to pay the dues. So, what exactly will they do? And honestly, they're they're still kicking that around and they're scrambling a little bit because you know they have the we have to give him fifteen days notice for this and the meeting and everything else. Well, they kind of diffused everything with his own resignation, but they're still seems to be a bit of an appetite to deal with this a little bit deeper and so at this point we don't know exactly now th- there was uh, some information that I saw where they were might even be meeting as we speak uh, with Pacific time today trying to figure out what they'll do and uh, where the academy will go from here well, I just hope it goes away soon because I'm tired of hearing I know about it. I know and that you know we mentioned Saturday Night Live last week that was kind of the whole non-theme of the show especially in the opening oh the seat filler yeah, yeah. not and not once was his name even mentioned yeah, yeah. because the comedian didn't want him but you know it, it made it even a funnier shtick I, I thought so too but then they got into it full tilt a little later Michael Bay has yes. a dream project that he'd like to direct. Uh-huh. Can you guess what it is? He wants to do the Ten Commandments, and it would really be a riotous thing. Can you imagine the Red Sea parting with him? <laughs> Space aliens. <laughs> yes. Uh, Yellowstone. What? He would love to direct an, an episode, episode of Yellowstone. As if we don't have enough explosions and body <laughs> dumpings in Wyoming. And uh, Can you imagine I'm going to go with a hard pass on this one. Oh, man, no kidding. I mean, Taylor Sheridan, if you hear this, please, for the love of everything, don't let him do this. No, don't do that to us, to yourself. Don't do it to Michael Bay. <laughs> we don't need Bayhem in Yellowstone. No, we do not. We've got enough Bayhem in Yellowstone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. You're wondering if I have another story. I yeah, do. I, I have a couple more. Eddie Redmayne. You know, and and I'm taking this article really seriously. You know, he said, you know, my children aren't very impressed with my Fantastic Beasts role. And I know you've been a downer on this one from the (sighs) beginning. Fantastic Beasts 3, the release could be just around the corner. Next week. Making the rounds, promoting the film. In a big interview, you know, up there in Canada, he said, you know, my kids just aren't enthused. And I thought, well, that's a bummer. And then... He reveals 
five-year-old daughter and four-year-old son. You go, they're not impressed by anything. Let's say it would be by creatures. No, not at this point. Uh, they're way too sophisticated for four and five. You know, that, you know it's, and I think anybody. Have I, you seen it yet, by the way? No, I haven't. <sighs> uh, what do you mean? Brrr. Well, I mean, all of these movies are like, there, there's a scene where you see Hogwarts and the music plays. Uh-huh. The place went nuts. They are so desperately missing Harry Potter yeah. that they like, oh, my God, there's Hogwarts. Ah, we're going to Hogwarts. And then eh, they go to Hogwarts. Do of. that little thing again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's not even, you know, uh, Roy Kent. No, that's more like uh, somebody. We don't know what it is. Okay. What else if have I you If I said got? little girl in the red coat, what would little you girl, think? Oh, I'd think of Schindler's List. Three-year-old Olivia Dabrowska. That's her her name. She is now 32. She and her mom are actively helping refugees at the Polish border. Oh, wow. And sending the first of several packets of first aid kits to the Ukrainian soldiers. Spielberg called that scene a call to action against such atrocities. And apparently, Miss Dabrowska is heeding that. They took it seriously. She wow. and her mom are knee-deep into this. Isn't that amazing? She's 32 now. Yeah, 32 years old. Oh, you know, the only color in that whole movie was yeah. the, the red coat. I and, know. Oh, what an How amazing. How memorable. Oh, you know, it. again, talk about brilliant. Uh, okay, we already mentioned Jim Carrey. Recent. Oh, do you want to hear what his... I want, after I give you the story, okay, and then because right. I had not heard the caveat on this, Jim Carrey's retirement comments, is that going to preclude him doing another Sonic the Hedgehog? The producers say that if he follows through on his retirement bloviations, <laughs> they will not recast his character, Dr. Robotnik. R- Robotnik, yeah. So anyway, but, you know, apparently the actor... Uh, was expected to, um, you know, be in the uh, the next movie, but since he's revealed that he's considering retiring from acting, you know, some actors say they're going to retire, like Gene Hackman. He retired. Yeah, he. I mean, that was it. He's gone. He was done. And others, they retire periodically, and then, right. That's you know, then kind they of come back, like Joaquin Phoenix. You know. So he says, unless, unless. Get this. Unless Christopher Nolan agrees to direct Ace Ventura 4. And I thought, okay, uh, Mr. Carey, April Fool's was a week ago. I don't know what you're thinking, but Uh if that's the only situation, then nice knowing you. Is this bribery or extortion or just wishful thinking? I got one more. Yes. Sam Raimi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fresh off directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse, which comes out May 6th. Right. Says he would love to make another Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. He says, and or at least, at the very least, I will do whatever Marvel movie they want me to do because, and he quotes, in quotes, they have the world's best toy box. Wow. I thought, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Wouldn't well, that be something? I mean, with all these multiverses, why not have Toby back? Why not? Eight million universes out there. There's probably even a place for you and me. I'm looking forward to the Michael Bay Yellowstone. Oh, gee, can you imagine? Can you imagine what he could, the mayhem he could wreak with just Dutton's daughter? (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh, man. They circle her. Oh, man. Oh, Oh, what Beth could do. Okay, well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that's another rousing episode of Movie... Normal. I'm almost sure that was the name. Are you saying that I put an abnormal brain into a seven and a half foot long, 54 inch wide gorilla? On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. I've already reviewed here on the infamous movie show Ambulance, but I think we probably ought to do another one here. Okay. Should we do Mothering Sunday? Okay. Okay, because we have like, you know. Yeah, okay. Okay, Mothering Sunday. Do we have sound on this? Or yes, is it, okay. it's, it's British. <laughs> well, we might need to sometimes. Jay, is that you? 11 o'clock. I wish I could take you out. Champagne and oyster. I've got to get married, become a lawyer. 
That's what's expected of you, yes. Who was that, Jay? Wrong number, sir. Okay. What do we got here? Well, uh, this is this is kind of up the old uh, Downton Abbey uh, alley, uh, except for uh, Downton Abbey is good. Well, and wonderful, and yeah. brilliant. Sure, why yeah. not? Uh, but this is about a, a maid that li- lives in the house next to you know another fancy house, <laughs> and it's Mother's Day, and so she's given the day off, and she goes over to the other place and. Uh, she and her boyfriend, I mean, they're secret lovers, but mm. they spend an afternoon uh, frolicking, and he has to leave to go to a party, you know, the Mother's Day party, where his fiance is. So you're like, okay, well, this is unfortunate. So he was frolicking, and then he's going to see his fiance. His fiance, but she's, you know, she's upper class, and, uh, and the maid is just his uh, secret lover. Oh, I see. But then she ends up walking around the house, you know, unclothed, and just what? checking out the books and uh, having lunch. And <laughs> it's kind of an interesting, because she treats it like, you know, it's no big deal. She's young, you know. She doesn't even really think about it. And so you, as an audience member, you don't really think about it either. You're like, oh, what's she doing? She's going to the library, reading books, and you know, grabbing some lunch. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting movie in that it kind of takes the, you know, the sexuality out of it, at least for that part of it. But yeah, this is sort of uh, Downton Abbey unclothed, uh, if you <laughs> must know the truth. And uh, some strange things happen towards, uh, you know, like he's driving madly <laughs> to get to the party. Mm-hmm. But does he make it? Does he make it? And if he doesn't, what have happens? Have you been looking then? at the facial expressions on uh, Dallin with an E over here? No, I as have you not. Described he that. usually starts chortling at Downton Abbey, uh, <clears throat> unclothed. It seems like even associating this movie with Downton Abbey is near heresy. Unclothed. <laughs> What's the grade on this classic? Uh, you know what? I mean, good grief. Uh-huh. Well, you haven't pondered this. I'm looking. You were too busy watching the reading Actually, going I forgot, on. I forgot to rate it. I would say <laughs> this is definitely in the B, B-minus uh, territory. Really? It's probably a B. I mean, it's actually pretty – it's really well done. It's beautifully done. But there's a little bit of nudity. Do you think I'd just put him out of his misery and wrap this segment up now? Well, that's I why I probably did it with two minutes to go. Okay. And the title of this, again, is Mothering, Mothering Sunday. Sunday. And, oh, by the way. Colin Firth. Oh, look at the time! And it's Olivia ten Coleman o'clock. are in this movie, so it is ten o'clock. This is. Oh, I think we've delicate I sensibilities. Dallin's got the vapors going on over here. The movie show. Rule number one for surviving Zombie Land: cardio. On KSL News Radio, one hundred two point seven FM and eleven sixty AM. Coming up in just a moment, we're going to be talking with the director of a really good movie called. Waterman, the Waterman, and it is uh, amazing. Probably one of the better documentaries I've seen. Oh, yeah, no kidding. As we mentioned, it's been cleaning up. The uh, movie show. Cleaned up. Rule number one for surviving zombie land. I'm not sure what that was. (laughs) Apparently, they're trying to get us to go somewhere else. If you're trying to survive zombie land, you tune into the movie show. It was just a little while back that uh, you and I both saw a, a great movie. And, you know, for people who are familiar with the native Hawaiian Duke, I mean, this the Kahala uh, Kahana Moku. Moku is just incredible. And I honestly didn't know a whole lot. You know, you were raised in California around a surfing environment and so on. You were much more familiar. But I, I was just blown away by this movie. And we have the director of the movie joining us. And Isaac, welcome back to the movie show. Boy, I mentioned when we talked to you a while back and when I saw you at the uh, LDS Film Festival Awards, I said, we've got to talk to you when this opens in theaters. I hope he backed up his truck so he could get all the awards in there. Well, you got it would be the triple crown if we we're talking about horse racing here because yeah. you won Best Documentary Feature. You won the Audience Choice Award for Best Documentary. And in anticipation of the new name of the festival next year, you won the Zion Spirit Award for Outstanding Cinematic Achievement. And as Steve mentioned, you know, yeah, you you backed up the truck, but it's not just the film festivals that we are familiar with. Boy, over in Hawaii and down in Florida, you've been cleaning up, too. Yeah, it's, it's a little, aloha to you guys, by the way. Thanks for having me back. It's a, it's been a wild ride. It, it's honestly, it's Duke winning these things, of course. It's, I, I'm just trying to, I, I try to make his story entertaining, but this guy, I mean, this guy deserves it. He, he deserves the world to get a look at him again. 
You know, I, th- I think I might have mentioned to you, we have uh, some dear friends who live up in Bountiful. And uh, uh, Shauna and her husband, uh, you know, are, have spent a lot of time in Hawaii. And Shauna was telling my wife that her husband's grandfather actually knew Duke wow. and hung out with him. And they sent us pictures. You know, and, and after seeing the movie, I'm going, holy cow, this this is really cool. This guy cut a wide, wide swath, maybe just in, in a, a thumbnail sketch. For those yeah. who maybe aren't f- totally familiar with this incredible athlete, tell us about Duke. Oh, man. Well, it's kind of like, where do you start? And, and I got to be honest, man. Like, you know, my uncle, Jan Fisher, also a Pleasant Grove graduate, by the way, you know, like me, you know, take, yeah. throw my pride at PG. But, <laughs> but uh, when he made the statue of Duke Kahanamoko, you know, he gets this Polynesian nephew along the way, thanks to my mom living out there with him. And so he taught me about Duke all the time. I knew about Duke. But coming into this thinking I knew everything, I didn't. And it's it's been one of those things where it's 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 honestly kind of redirected the way that I want to I want to present myself more often too, because someone like him that could just bring the best out of everybody around him is is just something special, you know. And it, but I guess when you talk about Duke, it's always the funnest, you know, because you want to go with the flashy thing. That's the Hollywood thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Is I'd always ask, I'm like, how many how many American sports heroes do you know of that have statues dedicated to him in three different countries? You know, he's got four. You know, one in California, Hawaii, the one in Australia, and one in New Zealand, all dedicated to him because of the impact he had in all those places. You know, and it's and it's not just those places, but they're the ones that just had to do it. Right. You know, because there's places in France. There's even a beach in New York that was named after him because they thought he surfed there, even though he never did. You know. <laughs> You know, and the, and the story that you weave around Duke and uh, around his story and his ties with other athletes, especially, you know, the great athlete yeah. from Australia, that, uh, oh. I mean, what an amazing relationship and what an influence. The, the aloha spirit, the influence of this great man with that spirit, it, yeah. it's, it's incredible, the friendships and the loyalties that he forged as well. Well, it's, it's funny when you talk about it because – Cause like, you know, I came into this as a proud Polynesian boy, ready to, to just show the world my guy, you know, and, and just yeah. kind of get that mad at America and <laughs> go, hey, when we talk about Jim Thorpe and Jesse Owens and Jackie Robinson and Muhammad Ali, we got to talk about Duke. But what I came out, like, by the end of working on this, I'm like, man, we got to talk about Aloha, you know, because yeah. cause he, he belongs in that conversation. But how he did it is just as important. And for him, that's what he wanted us to see. And you're right. The, the people that surrounded him, it's, it's funny. I, I, I talked to my uncle, who was a Marine colonel, and, and he would always say, you know, surround yourself with good people. But the thing is, is you never really figure out, like, well, that's kind of hard to find the good people. And, and Duke figured that out. And, yeah. and so he drew the good out of so many around him. And then the people that felt that wanted to help him. And so you do. You get, you get George Kessler, who was like, this guy could be a great swimmer. He's humble. He's wonderful. I don't care that he's brown and no one wants – I mean, when you think about it, he was a brown guy swimming in pools, which wasn't happening in the era. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. yet, yeah. here's the head of Penn saying, hey, you know, the University of Pennsylvania, I'm going to teach you how to turn and breathe, and you're going to dominate the world. And then when he goes to the Olympics, he's going to be disqualified, but out comes an Australian who just loves this guy and says, no, I'm not swimming unless I swim against the best, and I want to swim against him. And then doesn't just lose the Duke, he loses by two seconds. He would have had a gold, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and that relationship is what brings Duke to Australia. And again, there it is, it's Cecil saying, because at the time Australia was extremely segregated. And Cecil writes in his own words saying that by the time he leaves, he's going to be in the hearts of everybody. It's, it doesn't matter what people think about race. This, just, this was... Really, the, amazing. You know? I think this is such an amazing story. And for those who uh, uh, watched anything surrounding the LDS General Conference over the weekend, you saw commercials on this and you saw some promotions on yeah, this movie. Yeah. But yet, you know, it's interesting that it was in the LDS Film Festival, but we mentioned this before, Isaac, and I really appreciated this. It's the goodness of the man, his amazing gifts and skills, the aloha spirit. There is no religion. You are not beaten about the shoulders or anything else. You are not, you are not being, you know, kind of, you know, we, we've talked about this, sadly, with some 
uh, Christian movies. It, it's it's almost too much. Yeah. In this yeah. one, this is just greatness and goodness and incredible loyalties and friendships. And honestly, the, the, the LDS factor just happened to be uh, one of the great uh, ways that this film was, was acknowledged within the yeah, LDS well, Film Festival. Well, you know, it's funny. Like most people, especially those of us who grew up in Utah, have always recognized this really odd connection Utah has with Hawaii. Yeah. And whether it's, you know, and whether it starts, for me, like the Hawaiians had asked, like, why is it like that? I'm like, well, have you heard of Yosepa? Because Hawaiians literally planted seeds here. Like, this yep. is this is where they came. My uncle actually made the monument out there in Yosepa, too. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it, you know, there's, and there's other things. I mean, you look, think of the first Medal of Honor winner in Utah was a captain in Pearl Harbor. Like, yeah. we just, we have this deep connection to Hawaii that's special. And, and the Aloha spirit just seems like a great parallel for me when it comes yeah. to the, the lifestyle of the people. You know, when you look at Laie and the people there, you come here, it's like, wow, it's, it's so similar in, in so many ways. Yeah. And so it, it's just fun to bring out a guy like Duke who really, clung to Hawaiian tradition, wanted to save it, just do what he could to promote it to the world. And, you know, and this is a guy that shouldn't have liked America. He was alive when it was still a kingdom. And yet he used America as a tool to help save his culture. He, he won over the hearts of America and then he conquered the world. And it's, it's just a special, special thing. You know, it's people like, well, Mike, tell me something amazing. you did. I'm like, okay, well, lifeguards didn't exist till Duke. And how about the first time he, <laughs> That was the first time you ever tried swimming in a race. You beat a world record by four seconds. You know, it's like, it's the kind of stuff you're like, no, but it, it's, it's real. You know, the fact that he was in 26 movies in Hollywood in a time they would rather color someone a different color than hire one. Right. Was, was just, it's, it's incredible. And Hollywood well, was the only thing he couldn't conquer. And that's why in this one, I really pushed my producers and Sidewinder Films got to give him love because I was like, I want to give Duke as much of Hollywood as I can. So, when we shot it, I was I was in full Zack Snyder mode when it came to my visuals, and, and, I, and, I, and yeah. I wanted I wanted a full orchestra from beginning to end, and and they just ran with it. They're like, all right, I'm just like, trust me, Duke deserves it, and and I feel like if we can give him as much of Hollywood as we can, he'll be proud of what we did. You know, so. this is such a great movie, and I'm so glad to see it being released now up on the big screen. It With kind of Jason had, Momoa narrating. Oh, Jason Momoa yeah. narrating. There are scenes <laughs> Dude, where you nailed this. he is reunited with uh, Johnny Weissmuller. Yeah. And oh, man, it, yeah. It, it kind of has a this is your life. It kind of starts off with that's you, a thread. You feel the genuine affection <laughs> that he had for each other. Yeah, it, it, it's oh, a yeah. wonderful movie, and uh, we here well on done. the movie show really, really hope that this just kills it at the box office because it deserves to. And Isaac, congratulations. I'm anxious to see what you're going to do next. And, uh, you know, <laughs> thank you for uh, hey. again agreeing to join us here on the movie show. And, you know, we always mention this, especially our see it this weekend. This first weekend matters. It counts. The box office, the, you know, because some people have said, well, hey, I'll, I'll see that when it comes out on DVD. No, 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 yeah. no, no. See it on the big screen the way, first of all, it's meant to be seen. Our friend Cal Gunderson mentioned that the night that uh, this movie received all the awards, and so did Cal for you know, helping promote local cinema. But, oh, wow. but you know, it, it makes, whether or not it's renewed for another week, whether or not other, uh, other theaters that maybe have been on the fence, and they'll go, well, hey, that did pretty good. I guess we better book it, too. So go yeah. see it. This weekend, and it's called Waterman. And if Isaac, you're not inspired by this movie, you've oh, you've it, missed the point. Yeah, Isaac, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll be watching the uh, the results, the box office results, closely. And uh, I look forward to more from your great career. Yeah, thanks, mahalo to all of you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, Isaac Halasima, with us. And uh, boy, what what an amazing movie that he has made. You know, Duke Kahanamuku. I, I, I'm so glad I met him through Isaac. You know, the first time I went to Hawaii, I was in Honolulu walking on the beach, and I look over, and there's Duke's restaurant. And I, whatever we're going to do next, this is it. Yeah. And so I just had to have dinner at Duke's, yeah. and it's just so cool. Dee and I, actually, we were watching an old movie one night on TCM or something, 
And at the end, you know, we, we were watching the credits, and there was Duke's name. Really? And he had been one of the natives, yeah. you know, in whatever it was. So, anyway. The Movie Show. Una puta solo? Yes, Greedo. As a matter of fact, I was just going to see your boss. Tell Jabba that I've got his money. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, Stephen. Sir. Can we do Sonic the Hedgehog here in like two and a half, three minutes? Sure. Okay, here we go. Little sound on Sonic the Hedgehog 2. What's happening? <laughs> okay, quick version. Robotnik is back. I've discovered the source of ultimate power. You rock some kind of space porcupine. Just hope we're not too late. Oh, Lord, there are two of them now. Face it. You're never going to get my power. Do I look like I need your power? Robotnik. Hmm. Yeah, he's back, although he was banned on a planet. Uh, you know, how Sonic does the little ring thing, and it's almost like uh, uh, Doctor Strange have the rings and you yeah. go through it. Yeah. Well, he's stuck on some mushroom planet, and he's having a really rough time. <laughs> mushroom <laughs> he, planet. He tries huh? to make a mushroom coffee, and oh. he does several spit takes. You know, it's yes. Jim Carrey. Yeah, of course. But so there's a creature that shows up. Uh, oh, he sends out a signal. He's got like a feather or whatever from from Sonic, and this other creature comes through a portal and says, where is he? I want to kill him. His name is Knuckles, and he's Knuckles. A, a red dude, much like Sonic. So they both head back to Earth, and they're going to rough up Mr. Little Sonic. You know, the, the cute part about the first film was he's sort of a teenager right. that's trying to figure, you know, his place in life. And, and at the beginning of this, he's running around doing all these Spider-Man things, and they're like, dude, you're not ready for that. And this is what... James Marsden keeps telling him, you're still a kid. Yeah. Let, let yourself grow up, and then you'll expand. So, actually, I kind of like this movie. Again, though, here's the problem. It's two hours and two minutes long. I know. Yeah. And Don't you go. You, I know you go. Are you kidding me? But so I watched Andy Farnsworth's kids to see how they were reacting, and there was a little bit of unsettling with the yeah. natives in the other part of the theater, but his kids are so well-trained, they were having a blast and then there's a closing credit that shows another creature that they were like <gasps> oh, shadow and so yeah. they're into it yeah some of the other kids though were getting a little you know restless. you and i've done that and talked about that for years on the saturday morning you know previews yeah you know you can go in and you, you know, the natives are the kids there that's, that's the intended audience that's exactly right. and so you always go okay uh, i'm enjoying or not enjoying this film but you look at the natives and if they're enjoying it that's all that matters. Yeah. And boy, two hours long time for a kids movie though. It is, and that's the only downfall for me. So I would have given it a B, but I gave it a B minus because of the length. Okay. Um, right at PG, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's just uh, it, this is right up their alley. Kids are going to okay. love this film, um, much like they did the first one. So. Okay. Hey, by the way, uh, Gustavo, our great producer, just sent me this, and apparently that uh, Isaac, the director of uh, Waterman, yeah. will be at uh, Geneva Megaplex tonight at 610 and also at 845. And Chet, who is the producer, we talked with him last time along with Isaac, yeah. will be in uh, the Logan uh, area at the Megaplex at 705, and they'll have a Q&A after. Oh, cool. So I want to make sure everybody knows about that. Go and see again, this movie, Waterman. Oh, yeah. It's just such a great film. Kind of, you know, I, we, we don't often do this, but kind of trust us on this one. Yeah. You know, this, this is a really good movie, you know, with a really good overall, not religious message, but just a really good message for everybody. But just about kindness. Yeah, and kindness. And respect. That aloha know? spirit. Yeah. All right. It's the official quirky pick of the week on the KSL Movie Show. Uh-oh, it is the quirky pick of the week. Diane is joining us. <laughs> Dee, good to see you. Well, it's good to see you, too. You notice our plethora of Oh, my treats? gosh. This is just like a, a, a grand buffet. It this is. is. This is like a Bridgerton. A, yeah, that's <laughs> right. A buffet of donuts and kolaches and yeah. drinks and everything else. Okay. We just finished Bridgerton, right? We did. We, we finished we, it. It was a season two. Did you watch any of it, Steve? I heard people are whining that it has the opposite effect of the last season. A slow start, and but ramped up at the end. But um, I think we liked it by the end. I did. I yeah, it. It, there were times I, I was I was a doubter, you know, and I'm going, okay, where is this going? But, you know. It's well, interesting. They took the same um, 
kind of thread, but brought a whole new love story, a very, yeah. very different love story it's to like it. Like a different brother or a different member of the family that they followed? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, last time we were that. focused on the daughter, though, too, right. who became a duchess, and that was kind of the thing in the right. controversy surrounding her court, uh, her being courted, and the obstacles uh, therein. And now we have the Viscount, uh, mm-hmm. who is the heir apparent, and all of the travails and then we have these uh, two young women and their mother who join us from india mm-hmm. and uh, just, just stunning how and interesting backstory. very very interesting mm-hmm. story and how they can actually basically set the stage for the survival well, alone and i know this tends to be a repeat theme with me but it, it, it's the ampere styles they're so beautiful yeah. the clothing and the hair even if that's not your thing which i i'm hardly a fashion no. person myself but it's it's really stunning do you know well, what i, I kind of got that from the gilded age yeah you know? oh, yeah gilded exactly age yeah but i yeah yeah, right. that, yeah that too yeah. yeah you go 100 years later yeah. in new york yeah. or not quite 70 years later yeah. in new york but you know the one thing too that i i do enjoy when there's a reality factor on the history because this is so fanciful in many ways right. in the casting and everything else but I, for example it was not this last episode but the episode before where every now and then old king george yes, the third that's right With trots his, out you remember his story he's insane the madness of yeah, king, yeah. 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 but right. but it was a legitimate disease and so it, it there was some empathy for that there was some empathy yeah. and you know everything i've ever read about king george you know we we tend to hear about it from the american point of view but he was really a quite lovely kind and quite educated person with some amazing interests and his proclivity toward madness, you know, just so disease related. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, but every time they've trotted him out, it's been kind of sadly it ha- it sweet. Has been. Yeah, it has yeah. been. We ha- we did have a, a kind of a weird viewing um, time. And so I just want to give a little scope of that. We watched How the West Was Won. Yeah, we did. Which the is whole movie. The whole movie, which is 14 hours long, a.k.a. Yeah. What three? Well, remember <laughs> how Cinemascope. Well, remember how Kevin Costner put it that he snuck off when he was seven years old. He watched the Prelude music. He watched the thing. He stayed through intermission and watched it. He the, talked the, about it at the Academy. Talked Awards. about it at yeah. the Academy Awards. Three directors plus made that movie. My parents actually drove to Fresno, which was an hour away, just to see that movie. Yeah, you yeah well, it, it, very famous movie, very long movie. To me, it uh, maybe wasn't quite as in depth as I thought it was. I remembered. But anyway, we watched it, and then Doug's been watching Woodstock because he's rocking out. Yeah. It's, yeah, just, it was, it's calming him down at night to D, watch the D Woodstock. recorded it for me, and, and one night I thought, yeah, it's so, and this is the director's cut, so it's even longer. <laughs> was this the documentary? And, yeah. The documentary oh, okay. oh, yeah. Woodstock. Yeah, there have won been the two Academy or three movies Award about and, Woodstock, but this is, yeah, yeah, this is the one with all the, you know, people in the mud, you might recall oh, it, yeah. and, and all the music. It's so. Like, I know it is. It is. Take a bath. But anyway, yeah, he's been watching that a lot. And then um, there's quite a quite a few good movies out now. I was I found interesting the old knives, which is is we're going to talk about that. Oh, you haven't. Oh, you haven't reviewed it yet. Uh Okay. But the one some of my friends were telling me that they liked and and we weren't real crazy about it, but they went to see it, liked it. I guess it's a recommend. Then the Lost City, you know, it's out there. Yeah, kind of hit and miss. Yeah, it's kind of hit and miss. But the one I covered was Death on the Nile because it's streaming now, and uh, we enjoyed watching it on TV. Oh, it's so much better. It's so much better than Murder on the Orient Express. It truly is. Yeah, so we enjoyed that. And then this weekend, I just wanted to give you a heads up. I think we should invite friends, and we should go see. I know you've seen it, but I haven't. Waterman. Oh, Waterman is a great film. That'd be fun to go see again. Yeah, really, yeah. I'd like to see it on the big screen. I agree. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a, it's a terrific idea. Yeah, our friends, Shauna and Vaughn, just, you know, have loved it so much and yeah. been connected they're, with they're it. They're the people so. that I mentioned when we were talking to Isaac because Vaughn uh, is a, his, He's from Hawaii. Yeah, his, and his grandfather actually hung out with Duke. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I'd like to grab some friends and go see that myself. And That'd be fun. Everybody else should, right? Oh, yeah. and I, I hope yeah. people go see that movie because, you know, we, we talk about it every time we really like a local right. film. And we uh-huh. like many of them. But it is so important to give it kind of that rocket blast first weekend and this won't have a long long run most likely well it depends and that's exactly his point if 
people go early, they'll keep it around a little yeah. longer. Yeah. Right. And, and then, you know, somebody will go, well, hey, you know, that, that worked really well in Salt Lake. It'll work up here in Rock Springs. Right. And it'll work exactly. up here in, in, you know, in, mm. in Reno and, and elsewhere. Yeah, is there an that movie, flavor to That it? movie yeah. will work anywhere yeah. is yeah. the bottom line. I'm, okay. I'm going to see it. All right. Okay. Thank you, Dee. See you later. The Movie Show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. All right, let's take just a brief. No, we're we're not going to take a break here. We're going to continue on with. Do you know what I think we ought to do here? No. I think that it's time oh, no. for a little telephone torture. And what number to call? KSL Talk. But before we go to the phone lines, we need to talk about the fabulous prizes worth up to dollars that you can win. Because Jeff the Whipple has uh, confirmed that... He loves playing Let's Make a Deal, doesn't he? He he does. And we have uh, behind door number three and everything else here. Okay, there it is. Jeff the Whipple. Here it goes. Option one. The traditional Megaplex Theater prize package. This is valuable at all of the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. Doing well here. Option two is for Fantastic Beats, Beasts, or Beats, (laughs) Sugar Beats, uh, Secrets of Dumbledore prize package. And so what you get, you choose one of five of the locations, Jordan Commons, the District, Valley Fair, and Geneva and Legacy, exclusive movie swag prize package, two large Coca-Cola freestyle soft drinks, and one large Megaplex popcorn. Option three is the 2022 Kids Summer Movie Family Fun Pack. Four passes for these uh, great movies. Ten movies, ten weeks. And by the way, you know, you can purchase these right now for 10 bucks. Yeah. So uh, it's a buck a ticket for and your kids. And there's new stuff in there, like Sing 2. I mean, really good stuff. And that's sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Sensory-friendly details coming soon. You know, so if, if one of your child doesn't like the flashing lights or the, the sound really loud, yeah. it's it's amazing what they do. It's That's a great, great service. So there you have three options. Now, to our whiz kids back in the studio, do your magic and we are going to go to, oh, I need to come up with a number. Oh, yeah. Come three. up with a number. Number oh. three. Number three. You're wiggling <laughs> number, so much. Number th- Wiggling. That's just because I'm so excited about giving away fabulous prizes worth up to dollars. So let's go to our first call. And hi, who's this? This is Don. Don, how are you? Just dandy. No, you're not. You're not <laughs> dandy terrible. at all. You are terrible. You're you're, oh, no, I'm a loser. You are a loser. Let's hit the button on Don. Bam. Just like that. All right, let's go back to our phone line. And hi, who's this? It's Brian. Brian, how are you? I'm doing great. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. I'm not. Well, I can't tell where I'm at in the queue because I'm in the wrong room from the li- from the radio. So, oh, well. Well, you, yeah. He's number two. Yeah. I mean, you know, Hunter's got the uh, the itchy trigger finger there, which was good. Yeah. Brian. And it happens just immediately. Adios, just put him out of his misery. All right. Now let's go back to the phone line. And this is Magic Caller number three. And hi, who's this? Hey, Doug. This is Jeff the Wacko. Jeff the yeah. Wacko. How are you? I am fantastic. How are things out there in Saratoga Springs? Uh, it is great. I'm uh Two years cancer-free now, so life is fantastic. Oh, that's Yeah, we hadn't heard from you for a while, so we were a little worried about you. Yeah, well, I double-checked, you know, behind the scenes. I checked with Scott and a couple of other people to make sure things were good. So, hey, well, congratulations. You've won fabulous prizes worth up to dollars. But now, Jeff, you have some choices. You get either prize package number one, which is the traditional movie show Megaplex theater gift, or you get the Fantastic Beasts gift, or you get the four pack of ten tickets right. for kids to go see the summer movie series. So, what are you going to go for? 
Well, I'm going to have to go for door number one because my wife is not fond of the uh, Fantastic Beast movies. So uh, we'll go well, for the traditional prize pack here. Well, she she's in the curmudgeon pack with uh, Stephen over here. So <laughs> thank you, Doug. Okay, you just thought I'd throw you under the bus there for you know just way to ruin my review for next week. Uh huh. Oh, I didn't say anything about next week. Yeah, well. You well, think they'll forget by then? No. Okay. No, I won't let them. Okay, so, all right, you've won fabulous prizes worth up to dollars, and Jeff, as you well know, there is just one little simple duty that is required of you before you can put your little mitts out and grab those goodies. So what is it? Okay, here we go. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Frank Sinatra. I can't tell if I'm wow. being mocked or complimented. If you don't, if you can't tell what. See, I did my perfect timing for Frank, and Steve talks over Frank. That's what you're worried about. Not. That's what I'm worried about. Not Jeff being assaulted. Jeff being assaulted. Well, that's what it sounded like. Are you like. assaulting him? No, he sounded like he was being. He was joyful. Really, that's what joyful. It was sounds. a joyful sound, a joyful like, noise. Like he was being electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, a big thanks to the people of the Megaplex Theaters, and uh, they have provided much longer than ever has made sense the fabulous prizes for this this prestigious segment of Radio Magic every week. Indeed. They are, <laughs> they are good sports. Doing a that's all, the Movie Show. You could just write your own roles, you know, write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you going to do? I have my own club. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The Movie Show today. Well, we're in our final minutes with that uh, good chunk that we uh, heard the uh, Associate Justice in waiting. And we heard the President of the United States. So we've uh, been packing a lot into our final. A few moments here on the movie show. Okay, so, Stephen, we probably ought to talk about there's one more movie, and this is a little flick that I watched the other night. It's called All the Old Knives. Yeah, an odd title. I'm sorry, what? I was waiting for the sound, sorry. Okay, you were talking, and then the sound came on. I know. thought we were interrupting here or something. No. Okay, here's the sound. The hijackers had help from inside our station here in Vienna. We need to find out if we had a mole. We want to keep this quiet. We can't afford the embarrassment of a prosecution. If it's Celia Harrison, I need to know the man I send can do what's necessary. Vic has me looking into flight 127. So this is an interview. I thought you were here to see if we still had that old spark. Okay, really quickly, we have Tandy Newton, although she's spelling her name differently. Yeah, she's... Yeah, W-I or whatever yeah, at the end. I-W-E. And then we have Chris Pine, and then we have, uh, you heard Lawrence Fishburne in there. and Jonathan Price. And, uh, yeah, and Jonathan Price, who was wonderful in this, by the way. And we're revisiting an old disaster that happened. You know, an airliner was being held hostage, and, you know, how do you handle this? How do you defuse it? What do you do? And everything went south on this thing. Right. And, wow. I mean, it a really, lot of people died here. A lot of people died here. Well, all of a sudden, it's being revisited. Eight years later. Years later. And so Chris Pine is put in charge of figuring out what happened. So he's dredging up all these old bones, you know, going back to Jonathan Price, who was one of the the paramount factors in the original decisions and everything else, and then Tandy Newton, you know, with, with her role in it as well. And she was pretty new in the agency at the time. Chris Pine was involved, everybody. And as they try to unfold what indeed really happened, and he's the person that has to go back and really start putting the screws to some of these people that he loved, literally and figuratively, and, you know, who helped launch his career and everything. But where this ultimately goes, it's kind of reminded me a little bit of revisiting some of the old bones and like the born supremacy identity and, you know, and everything else. Yeah. And I was really intrigued where this ultimately went. I have to admit, I was on the edge of my seat. No, it's a brilliant little film. Again, Chris Pine had the contractor last week and he has all the old knives this week. Uh, one of my favorite films of this week and last week. So way yeah. to go, Chris Pine. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. What is it rated? It's uh, it be, is R. Yeah, it, that's right. It's R for some of the there's some sexuality, amorous moments, and, and so on. And so, what's your grade? Uh, a B. 
Yeah, I'm I'm at a solid three stars. This on is this movie. select theaters and Prime Video only. Okay, all right. Should we see how fast we can actually do? <clears throat> well, well, now that depends on you, Doug. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the movie show. Top. What you look at and test. Can you imagine how like happy how you throw your head Jeff back. the Wacko's out there just going, this is how it's really done. Ten! <laughs> what? Are you laughing? <laughs> His lasted like tw- ten minutes. <laughs> I think he beat your old record. Really? What was my old record? About eight eight hours. You run a clock on it? Go ahead. You didn't finish. No, that's okay. Oh. That's okay. I'm being mocked. X is number ten. <laughs> And it's made about $10 million, whatever. Uh, number nine is Everything Everywhere All at Once, made less than, well, made about $2 million. By the way, this movie is opening weeks. this week, and I didn't get a chance to see it, but I hear okay. it's fantastic with Michelle. Dog, Yard. this movie caught us both off guard. We really liked it. Yep. Yep. Okay, number seven, Spider-Man killing it. Has it made $2 billion yet? It's at $1.891 worldwide. Okay. RRR, Rise, Roar, Revolt, has made about $12 million. It's a film from India. We haven't seen it. Okay, Jiu-Jitsu, yeah, $30 million. Japan, we haven't seen it. <laughs> Uncharted, we didn't like this movie very much, but it's killing it at the box office. Big uh, time. Number three, The Batman. This has made well over a third of a billion dollars domestically. Uh, 363, four, and it's at 714. And The Lost City. We weren't big fans of this either. Yeah, but it made $90 million bucks know. worldwide. So Doing well. Yeah. And Morbius. Boy, you know, $40 million. Yeah, another 45. Yeah. So there you have the movie show top 10. Without the full grandeur and the glory, because I just didn't Did you spare want them to week? rain on Jeff's parade, because he was, he was giving it a go. He was giving it his all. He was. <laughs> Probably took a lot out of him to do all Probably that. Probably did. <laughs> Takes a lot out of me every week. The sacrifices I make for my art, Steve. Art, huh? That's what we're calling it now? Quite, quite remarkable. Eh? Hey, that does it for the movie show. Thanks so much for being along with us today. And tonight, when you go home, please make sure that you hug the people you love.